What on earth could Brian Reynolds have possibly meant that little remark that he made yesterday in Brady's? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. Braves, 11, Pirates, 3. They don't hit at all. There's one continuation obviously, from the 2022 season, it's that they don't hit at all. Only four hits total in this one. But one of them was Reynolds' second home run in as many days. I've been trying to tell you for a while now that I liked Reynolds' swing in both of my trips to Bradenton so far this spring. I like some of the outs that he stung. Eventually, those do end up being hits. Those do end up being things that get you on base. He hit one yesterday from the right side. Day before that, from the left side, he's looking good. He's looking ready. He's sounding like there's no more problem. Here it is. Listen for yourself. Whenever he's asked about the relationship, the bond that's formed between him and Jack Suwinski. Yeah, I love playing with him. Uh, you know, great player, good dude, too, off the field. So, um, you know, a lot of talent. And I'm looking forward to, you know, spending another year with him and playing outfield next to him and, you know, doing all that. And if you missed it, it, it it's kind of hidden in there, but the phrase was this year, as in all of this year, as in maybe, possibly, could be, that his trade demand has been rescinded or that it's been softened or that it doesn't mean anything at all. I am way, way, way more in the latter camp than in any other. In my conversations with Reynolds down there this spring, he has been as blunt and as forthright as you could conceivably hope an athlete to be in this situation. He has called it exactly as he sees it. He hasn't turned away yet from a microphone or recorder or camera approaching, even when he's 100% sure that that's going to be one of the things that he's asked about. He's handled every single one of these things. So he's not really set a precedent for needing to speak in code. What he's actually done and the table that he's set for himself going into this spring training by being there on the first day that pitchers and catchers reported, not position players, but pitchers and catchers, and he stood at his stall, made himself available, answered every single question, and he did it again and again and again and again, day after day, again, not once saying no. He just keeps at it. Now, I'm going to repeat for you guys something that I told you several months ago when Reynolds' agency initially leaked all this stuff about the trade demand and everything else, looking to get a reaction because that's their MO. That's how they operate. I told you then that this was not what Reynolds wanted, not in the long term. It doesn't mean the Pirates can't still blow this. But it's not what he wants and that he 
doesn't even think like that, much less act on it. Oh, and I was called whatever this and that. And, you know, it's right there in black and white. What are you talking about? But here we are. Here we are. He couldn't have shown a firmer commitment to the Pirates than to do what he already has done in this spring training. So in his view, as long as the process becomes an honest one or continues to be an honest one, that stuff actually does matter to him, he's going to be there and he's going to give his best. Yes, he had that conversation, a couple of them actually, with Bob Nutting, right in full view of everybody at Pirate City. He talked about that on the same day as well. And he has said, ever since coming into camp, and has not changed his stance in any way, shape, or form, that his goal through all of this is to be with the Pirates in the longer term. He just wants it to be on what he considers to be a fair term. So how or why would anybody read between the lines of anything he says on this subject? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I do know that it happened on social media and a whole bunch of other places, including actual news reports. Throw this one out. The next significant thing that comes of Reynolds and the Pirates will be when Reynolds signs a piece of paper and the Pirates sign a piece of paper. Here's hoping that happens sooner rather than later. For the sanity of everybody, really, when we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Dave, who asks, How long before we start hearing the calls for Andy Haynes to be replaced? I'm concerned that Reynolds was working with him over the winter. Is it possible that the hitters are feeling rushed by the pitch clock and also need to adjust to that? Well, Dave, if we're going to make an excuse for the Pirates hitters, then someone needs to explain why the other guys are getting 10, 11, 12 runs a day off the Pirates. Look, I can give you the same standard line about how spring training doesn't mean a thing. I can also throw in about how... The hitters are always behind the pitchers early on, but this is also that part of spring where that script is supposed to start flipping. It has to an extent. Mentioned Reynolds hitting well. O'Neill Cruz was hitting well. Uh, other guys, veteran guys, are having decent at-bats. But for the most part, this team isn't getting offense, and it's getting next to nothing from the younger guys or the prospects that are in these games that you're hoping they can kind of jump out and show you something, as I've been preaching since the beginning of this spring training. I'm not going to lie. It's been a disappointment. I said this when I was down there, and I'm going to repeat it now that you've brought it up again. 
for this team to progress beyond everything we've seen the last couple of years, it's going to have to take some offense. No one's expecting the 1970s lumber and lightning in which Al Oliver had to come off the bench for crying out loud. But you do want to see something. And if you don't see something, a lot of people who last year criticized Haynes, myself included, are going to have voice to do so again. I am not going to be a weirdo and do that (laughs) in terms of how they handle Grapefruit League. But I do feel it's okay to be disappointed when you want to see young players do what, let's say, Travis Swaggerty has done to this very early point in the spring. You want to see someone come in and swing the bat as he has, field the position as he has, but also talk the talk. If you've seen the coverage on DK Pittsburgh Sports about Swaggerty Spring, you've read some pretty compelling quotes. This young man was motivated. Maybe it's by that late season snub in 2022 when he was the only actual prospect that felt like who was left behind from the September recalls, still ended up on the 40-man roster. Whatever it was, maybe it worked. Maybe it did something. But why is he kind of the only one, you know? But no, no. To answer your question, I I don't think you're going to see Haynes calls over spring training, at least none that would make any sense. But I'll tell you this. Look at April. Look at the pitching the Pirates will be facing specifically over the course of that month. And you'll see that it's not going to be any picnic in addition to the cold weather and everything else for this team to hit well coming right out of the gate. That's when you are going to hear it. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 